Welcome to A Life Invested, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the lifestyle of your dreams by investing in people, assets, and yourself. I'm your host, Roger Comstock. All right, my friends, welcome back to A Life Invested. I've got a special guest with us today. This guy is doing some incredible things with his life and for other people in business. This is Akram Nasri. Um, And this dude is just about uh, as good as they come. I had the opportunity to meet him at a mastermind group and uh, loved his story and what he's doing. I think he's changing the world. Uh, He's the co-founder of a strategic growth partners uh, of strategic growth partners, excuse me, an aspiring professional race car driver. Love to hear a little bit more about, uh, about that on the show. That's super cool. And he's on a mission to rebuild his war-torn country, which is actually Syria. So super cool stuff that this guy's doing. Um, Akram partners with some of the world's top personality brands and SaaS companies to help them scale past seven figures a month. And he has a really unique model. And the way that he's doing this is a lot different than many other people are. He's only working with 10 people um, at a time. And he can kind of talk up to us about why that's the case little later on the show, but he's on a mission to change the agency game rather than being volume oriented. Uh, that's, that's why they're kind of focusing on just this initial or these, uh, these 10 people particularly at any given time. And he focuses on stacking incentives in favor of whatever the end goal is for these people, which in, in most of their cases is making more money. Uh, this allows him to expand all of his time, energy, and resources on delivering his clients the very, very best results. So Akram, we're very grateful to have you on the show today and uh, would love to welcome you here. Tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, why you do what you do. Thank you, Roger. It's a blessing to be on the show. Appreciate you guys all listening in. Um, Yeah, I mean, got started in marketing at the very young age of, I'd say, 18. But even before that, I've been in sales my whole life. I mean, ever since I was 10 years old, I always knew I was going to do something different than the traditional you know, go to college, get a degree route. I lasted about two weeks at the U, um, was trying to play college football. And, you know, the dream of becoming a professional athlete died very quickly once I got injured. So realized like, all right, I'm not playing sports anymore. It's time to go do something bigger, go build a business. So I dropped out two weeks into school and, you know, never looked back, met my mentor, Jeremy, who I would say changed my life through just like, literally a simple handshake with the guy. Uh, It's crazy when you have the right mentors, you know, meeting the right people, the right mentors can literally change your life. And I remember went down to Miami, met this guy. He was Grant Cardone's marketer. He's worked with many other top personal brands, you know, Manny Koshman, Thatch Nguyen, amazing guys. And so meeting him, learning marketing directly from one of the top in the world, like literally changed my life, opened up my eyes on what I thought was possible. And I actually came home, shut down the agency that I had to rebuild this model, uh, which we'll go into a little bit more depth later on the show, I'm sure. Dude, that's stellar. I love to hear it. Um, So your original plans had been to play college ball, and I'd imagine you probably wanted to to play professional ball too. Is that correct? That was the dream ever since I was growing up. Oh, that's that's, uh, that's amazing, man. Tell tell the listeners what that was like when you had these plans that – you know, were kind of derailed and how you were able to readjust into what you're currently doing. Yeah. So it was definitely something that wasn't easy to like swallow at first. You know, I never thought I'd hang up the cleats super early. Um, But nonetheless, like 
I just knew, you know, one thing actually real quick to mention playing football at such a young age and trying to go after football at a high level, really build the characteristics of an entrepreneur where you're relentless, like no one will derail you. You have such a big vision and you work so hard day in, day out. You show up when, you know, people were partying in high school. I was going to work out two, three times a day. So I had the characteristics really, really young, but, um, you know, it's tough to make that pivot. But knowing what I know now, I just am a true believer that everything happens the way it should be. And I'm not really in much control at the end of the day, no matter how hard we think. So that kind of allowed me to be at peace, just knowing like this was all kind of God's plan for me, just like, you know, hanging up the cleats for something better, essentially. Man, I, uh, I really, really like that answer. I'd like to dive in just a little bit more um, regarding what you said here, and then we'll, we'll ask some more questions about business too. And maybe before we get too far in here, I'd love for people to be able to go follow you, right? And to be able to kind of see what it is that you're doing. And you have been able to influence people in a lot of positive, meaningful, impactful ways. And so what is the best way for a listener to um, get in touch with you or to follow you? Yeah, at Akram.Nasri on Instagram is my Instagram. Just shoot me a DM or follow me. I'm always open to connecting. I personally respond to all my messages. So if you have a question, shoot me a DM. Oh, that's that's uh, super helpful for, for people to understand. Yeah, this guy puts out some exceptional content. You're going to want to go follow him. So uh, Akram.Nasri, uh, correct, on Instagram is where your community is primarily yep. at. Correct. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, I, uh, I loved what you said, right? And it's something that is really, really important for an individual who is kind of following the road to success to internalize and move from their head down into their heart into who they are as a person. And it seems like something you've been able to master through a lot of disciplined, practiced effort. Um, and what I, what I actually wanted to, to mention was that you had helped listeners understand that this opposition that you had encountered had actually proven to be an opportunity for you, right? You've become who you are today based off of these experiences that you've been through. And people from the outside looking in, they may say something like, wow, you know, Akram, you're, you're very gifted, right? Or you have a talent for these things in athletics or in business. And I would actually completely change that wording 100%. I think it does people a disservice to say that they're, you know, gifted or just naturally good at something. Because when we look at some of the world's top performers, the very, very best of the best, the cream of the crop, what we realize is that they've worked very hard to get to where they're at. And you illustrated that, right? And what you said, you explained that when everybody else in high school is out at parties and doing whatever they were doing, you were being disciplined, right? You were in the gym early in the morning. We see that similarity between someone like you and Kobe Bryant, right? Who's in the gym at, I think, 4 a.m. shooting free throws, right? And they called it like the Mamba mindset. Yeah. Right. And I, I love that about you. Um, what, what role has this experience played for you in your business success that you've been able to, to have? Yeah, I feel like, you know, some of the highest paid skills are not really talent based. It's really just acquired skills that you generate as you go on through business, through your life, reading, learning constantly, so I don't really believe that it's luck or talent. You know, sure, there's some sort of luck that plays into certain opportunities. You could say that. But um, really, it's just building the right character who is able to attract this type of, you know, opportunities in their life. So 
by you being disciplined, by you being an expert level communicator, by you being an amazing people person, loving, kind, you know, vibrating at such a high frequency all the time, positive energy anywhere you walk in, you're attracting a different type of opportunity rather than someone who's just undisciplined, not motivated, you know, lazy, you know, doesn't take care of their own self. How can you ever expect that person to really attract the right opportunity? So yeah, they might come home one day, come home from their job, be all frustrated with the way their life is. But all you got to do is just analyze what does their day-to-day look like? Like the, the very simple thing that I live by is go against what 99% of people are doing. So if 99% of the world is, you know, going out to parties on a Friday, Saturday night, the 1% does the complete opposite. The 1% would go, you know, I go to the coffee shop on a Friday night. I take a book with me. I take a journal. I do some thinking time where I just write some high quality questions that I need to figure out to keep growing my business. I read, you know, I catch up on certain things. Same thing Saturday, you know, I'm game planning for the week. Yeah, I do still have a personal life. I enjoy myself, but 99% of the time, I'm really focused on what truly matters, which is building my future and, you know, leveling up constantly every single day. Yeah, this is a, that's, that's at a different level uh, than what, where most people are living. Right. And I think that's admirable and highly respectable what you've been able to do, especially, I mean, how old are you, Akram? I'm only 20. So this guy's 20 years old, right? And he's a, He's changing the world by changing his world first. I love what he just taught everybody. I hope people are taking notes. This is really important. One of the things he says is he tries to observe what 99% of people are doing, and then he does the opposite. And that's a, in almost all circumstances, a really, really great kind of principle to live by because individuals love to take the easy way out. Psychologically, human beings try to find the path of least resistance right? They take the road that is most traveled when they should be taking the road less traveled, which is what you've chosen to do in so many aspects of your life. And which is probably why you've been able to begin seeing such large amounts of success at such a young age, which is absolutely stellar. Um, You mentioned character, right? Which in my opinion is one of the most important aspects to an individual's life. How, How do you think somebody builds character and what what does character actually consist of to you so it really depends on you know what role you want to play what industry you in right you know if you're an actor your character is a little bit different you're a little more quirky if you're in the movie film industry versus you know if you're someone that runs a tech company but at the very end of the day what I do when I kind of wanted to do what I wanted to do I went and researched you know the some of the top people in the industry what are their characteristics? You know, they're disciplined, they're motivated, they're kind, they're caring, they're great team leaders, they're, you know, egoless, they're selfless, essentially. So all of these characteristics, you know, I just penciled them out. I'm like, what does it take for me to go from where I am at the very age of 18, 19 years old to where I need to get to? Um, I actually turned 21 next month. So, you know, been in this for about three, four years now, And I was just like, all right, I'm here now. I need to go to here. And these are the characteristics that are required. You know, so I went through this phase being an athlete, coming out of high school, going from, you know, the popular type, a lot of ego had to be put aside. And, you know, I look back and I remember being this really confident, you know, 
you know how like athletes are essentially they they portray themselves like studs and so i had to go from that to someone who's just humbled egoless like really just cares about the team their employees um all of that sort of characters and personally you know it's just things that you develop in your journey of business every time you face adversity i feel like one way or another it develops your character into a stronger person right so you know, just last year had one of the toughest years in the agency because we transitioned completely. I had a different style of business where we're playing the volume game and now we only play, you know, with 10 accounts at a time. And so I went through a phase of firing all my staff, firing my clients, rebuilding, and that developed the most character in some of the hardest times of my life. Thanks for sharing all of that, Akram. Thank you. That's a Super insightful. I want to talk about a couple of these things that you that you mentioned because they're important, right? They're all important. Um, one of the things that you mentioned that you were able to do in building your own character was actually modeling other individuals who had characteristics that you also wanted to acquire, right, and have in your life. And that that is a really really important skill set to develop. And it is a skill set, and it re- and it requires practice and discipline, like we talked about earlier, right? You may say, okay, how do I want to live my life? How can I experience fulfillment, purpose, and meaning in everything that I'm doing? Well, what I'm going to do is actually find other people who have been able to do just that, and I'm going to try to copy them, right? And what's really, really cool is that through the modeling process, you're able to um, take the good things that that you observe and put them into your own life while still remaining um, an individualistic identity, right? Your own person. Uh, But you can acquire these um, attributes that will allow you to level up and become the very, very best version of yourself. And I think that's really important. It's, it's especially important for people like you and the, at your age to, to be able to get good at, and you're someone that other people can look at as a model. Yeah. Right? There's, there's plenty of 20 year olds, 19 year olds, 18 year olds who have no idea how to do what you're doing. And so I hope they take notes and say, man, if I want to be able to have this life, that's um, living at, at, a, at a level that allows me to have freedom, that allows me to be able to grow mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, then I can look at Akram and try to, you know, kind of model what, what he's done, right? Which yeah. is really, really cool. One of, one of the most important things was really just investing in mentors. I mean, you know this, you know how powerful having the right people around you is. And that was what changed my life. And by having different mentors as well, you know, don't always just try to go after the big flashy mentors who have really big brands, but even just like, you know, there's someone here local to Utah that I, I really look up to who just exited his company for a few billion dollars and has no personal brand, no social media, lives a very peaceful life. And so by having all these different mentors, you see what you want from someone's life and what you don't want. And then you see someone else who has maybe something else that you want. And you kind of are able to be like, all right, I want this thing. I don't want to be like this, but I also don't want this from this person. And I want certain other characteristics from him. So, you know, I've had dozens of different mentors spent well over six figures on my education mentorship in the past few years. And so I see like, you know, certain mentors, I don't want some of the things they have. You know, there's a lot of people who have a ton of money, for example, and don't have a family or a lot of people who have a ton of money and don't have a relationship. And so I'm like, I see certain things that I do like and I don't like, and I choose what it is for me. You don't need to mimic someone 110% because 
that will lead you down the wrong path. You'll never be happy if you, you know, think that you can be a hundred percent like someone else. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think that's stellar advice for all listeners, right? It's uh, it's important that we have mentors, people to be able to look up to. And those, they also provide major shortcuts for us, don't they? Right. Because if we, <laughs> right. If we, if we get started on our own and try to think like, all right, I'm just going to go guns a blazing in here and, and try to figure out what to do. What we'll end up doing is, is failing more than we have to. Everyone's going to fail. It's a part of life. And it is a major um, aspect to actually experiencing success, right? These failures are stepping stones to these opportunities that we get to realize in the future. However, we can mitigate how many failures we actually have to experience by, you, you know, <laughs> taking notes from somebody that's been yeah. there and, and done that. Um, one of the things that you mentioned earlier that I thought was really important for people to understand was this idea of, you know, you had this ego in high school, you were the, I'd imagine, you know, you're the uh, this football player. Um, and you had this kind of lifestyle where you probably thought like, man, like I'm like, I'm the man. Right. Uh, and as, 100%, yeah. <laughs> right, right? but you came out of high school and you realized that the world's a big place. Right. Yeah. And uh, you, you want, if you're going to make a dent in the world, there's actually a paradoxical mindset that has to shift. Right. And it's actually realizing, okay, wait a minute. I'm, I'm not all that. Right. And I, I there's things I, I actually, um, am a small fish in a very, very big pond. And if I'm going to make any sort of ripple, I need to uh, recognize that my impact is going to be in individuals' lives through learning as much as possible, right? Mm -hmm. And so what is, it that, uh, what is it that you were able to understand, right? Coming out of that experience in order to leave your, your ego behind, yeah. Um, one of the things was once I started growing the agency to the point where I had other team members and other people's lives that depended on me, even across the world. Right. So, you know, we had guys in Colombia that were sales agents for our first agency. And, you know, knowing the impact that I have on someone else really just made me selfless because I have to put someone else before me now. You know, this business isn't just about me. It's literally about the people I'm serving, the lives I'm changing. And so when you have to look at the bigger picture, this world isn't all about you. And so when I came out of high school and like you said, you go from being a, a fish or from a big, you know, you think you are something big in your school to a little fish in a pond. It changes you, especially I moved across the U.S. entirely. I was, you know, right before my 18th birthday, I came out from Boston to Utah literally didn't know anyone, had no family here, had barely any money, was going to school, different culture, different people. Um, so it was kind of a huge change. And that's what I feel like just destroyed my ego 100% naturally, because like everything I had to do, I had to step out of my comfort zone. I had to go meet new people. I had to go learn new culture. I had to go present myself as a different human being in order to change the way that the path that I was going down, right? If I had stayed, you know, following the old, you know, person that I was, I probably would have just ended up some, you know, rundown athlete, just some bum after a few years, you know, once you're washed up, a ton of athletes after they stop playing end up doing nothing, right? I'm sure you hear that all the time. A lot of athletes who don't make it to the pro leagues, you know, what do they do after high school? So, yeah, no, it's very true. Right. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. They try to they, they think that was kind of the uh, the high point right of their 
their opportunities. I really love what you're, you're teaching people, Akram. One of the things I want to share about uh, this important information that you're sharing right now is there's this idea that uh, I feel is important. I call it the arrival syndrome, right? And what I mean by this is that individuals, they're constantly leveling up throughout their lives. They're learning new information. They hit a plateau. And at that plateau, an individual gets to make a choice, right? They can say, okay, I'm going to continue to learn more. I'm going to level up, right? I, and that, that requires humility and ditching your ego, right? Just like you did being, okay, I don't know everything. There's more to learn. And what we find actually, that's also a paradox, is those that are smartest, those that know the most are actually those who don't think they do, right? They, they're individuals who are constantly getting their nose into a book and trying to ask questions and figuring out how the world works and all of these things, right? But if, when we get to a certain level, other people may choose to say, ah, I think I've capped out. And the minute somebody thinks that, that I've arrived, right? I've, I learned everything I could learn. They immediately start to digress, right? And they, they go the opposite direction. And so again, you've been able to uh, exponentially accelerate the, the rate at which you have learned and grown because of your willingness to keep an open mind. And I think, I think that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. How would you, oh, go ahead, please, please. There's something I want to share. Um, Really, when it comes to learning, there's what I call the, the, the known knowns, the known unknowns and the unknown unknowns. Got this lesson from my mentor, Jeremy. And, you know, he really says in life, you know, you're either always expanding or contracting, right? You're never really stagnant, just floating through this world. If you're not taking expansion oriented actions, you're going to digress, like you said. Um, So the way that I kind of approach this is there's stuff that I know I know, which is great. You know, I keep implementing those into my daily life, but there's stuff that I know I don't know. And I actively work to know those things. So, you know, if there's something that I know I need to learn, I'll go buy the right book or, you know, buy a course or go get myself the right mentor and learn that thing. And then there's the unknown unknowns, which are the most dangerous parts um, to not be aware of because the unknown unknowns is what actually levels you up. So by you just knowing that you don't know anything um, and there's always new things to be learned, what you're doing is opening the door for those unknown unknowns to reveal themselves. So by you constantly seeking more knowledge, by you constantly, you know, looking for the next thing that will level you up, you're actually going to like reveal to yourself certain things that you didn't even know you didn't know. And I'm sure, you know, how many times would you say you've come across something, you've learned something new and you're like, holy crap, that changed my life. And I didn't even know that I needed to know that thing. Um, So you got to take those unknown unknowns and move them into the known unknowns. So that way you can actually, you know, start learning more and more. And I kind of, I'm always a firm believer that I don't know anything about anyone or anything like literally, no matter how much I know at the end of the day, I literally don't know 99% of the things out there. Yeah, that is really great insight. Um, I'm actually going to just write those down over here. I like that a lot. So you have the known knowns. Is that right? The known known knowns. Known known. And then what, what were the other ones again? Then you have your known unknown. So these are things that you know you don't know, but you're able to actually go pursue, right? Like, I know I'm not a good boxer, so I go take boxing lessons, right? 
And then you have your unknown unknowns, which are things that you literally didn't know that you didn't know. And those are the most dangerous that I say, because that's really what could be make or break that could either 10 X your business, or those are the things that could completely ruin you if you don't know that you're doing those things. So. Wow. I, uh, I really, really like that Akram. That's uh, that's really good. I appreciate that a lot. I think that's meaningful advice and information for people, right. To be able to internalize. That's great. Tell me really quick for you. How would you define, because right now you're, you're, uh, you've been able to have enough experience in business to kind of figure out how to balance things right in your life. You've got your personal life. Are you married? Single. Single. So he's single, but you're, uh, so you're out there dating and doing your thing. You're, you've got your business. You've got a personal life. How do you define happiness and how do you balance your life that you currently have right now to be able to try to keep it as conducive to your definition of happiness as yeah. is possible. hundred percent. So, I mean, typically if you know me, you know, I'm happy almost hundred percent of the time, like 99% of the time I have a big smile on my face and it's really just because you enjoy the things that you're doing. Like I never feel like I'm working. I never feel like, you know, I feel like the work-life balance that the traditional corporate America tries to teach you um, is actually an illusion because work-life balance, yeah, you have times for yourself, you know, you go work out, you go on a hike, you take a weekend off with the family, but we're thought to believe like nine to five is work and then life is after 5 p.m. and on the weekends is life as well, whereas it should just be work-life is integrated in together. So if you have a family, like, you know, I have friends who are older, have families in business, but their families integrated with their business. Their wife plays a big role in supporting the business. Their kids, you know, they show up with daddy to an event and meet their friends, right? So it's all integrated because it never feels like work. They enjoy it. They're impactful. They're building a nice brand. And so I don't feel like I have to separate the two, work and life. For me, you know, some of my best friends, they're all in business. And, you know, we go out on a hike we'll go mountain biking, but we'll talk business or we'll talk something else that's constantly leveling up each other. Or, you know, if I really need to, if I, my body's telling me I need to disconnect, I'll go take a weekend down in Southern Utah and go camping and disconnect. So I just kind of listen to whatever my body tells me all the time. Um, and when I integrate work and life together, it just makes the best sort of balance, quote unquote, like halfway through the day, I'll cut off work. I'll go work out that's my life, right? Like I worked for a bit. Now I can take some time to disconnect, go take care of myself, go grab a coffee, go out to lunch with a friend, come back, get some more work done in this way. I just am always, you know, focused on the end goal, which right now I'm just in such a crucial building phase that, you know, I feel like I love working most of the time. You'll always find me reading or working or doing something. And I really appreciate that answer. Uh, I like that answer a lot for a lot of reasons. And maybe we'll cover just a, just a couple here. Um, one of the reasons I like it is that it requires a brand new way of thinking, doesn't it? Um, the, the mindset that we've all been conditioned for in America is nine to five, right? Like gerbil on a rat wheel every single day, just run, run, run nine to five, and then hop off and go to sleep and then do it again day after day after day. It's Groundhog Day for people, right? Every single 
day is the same. And that can be exhausting, right? And breaking out of that and doing something a little bit different can feel unorthodox because we, we, we feel like we need to be doing something all the time, right? That that's the right thing to be doing. Mm-hmm. But what we actually find is that in life, we are paid off based off of value that can be created. And that value creation generally requires a whole lot of initial thought and, and uh, being willing to actually work a lot smarter than just working hard. Both of those things are really important. So unfortunately, what we find is that sometimes we have people that are like, hey, I'm just going to work as hard as I can my whole life. And I, I'm just going to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. And that's not very fun for people, right? They get to the end of their life. And they're like, man, what, what was I even doing? Right? I, yeah. I didn't do anything I wanted to do. That's exhausting. And then we have people on the other side that are just saying, hey, I'm not going to work hard at all. I'm only going to work smart. And they don't put in any effort. They just believe like, hey, in just only affirmations and you know, the law of attraction, closing their eyes, oh, a million dollars on my desk, million dollars on my desk. And they think it's just going to appear. But what I love about what you just taught everyone is there's this balance, right? And it's really important. There's this idea that you don't have to be going all the time from nine to five, but you need to be putting in concerted, concentrated effort, right? Every, every single day into whatever it is that you're trying to build while also being willing to do what Stephen R. Covey calls sharpening the saw right? Being able to have meaningful, intentional thought about what it is you're trying to create. Because unfortunately, what some people try to do is just create some big business out of nothing. Like, hey, if I just, if I just work, something's going to appear. Yeah. And just like, you know, so, well, that's not how it works, right? That's not how it happens. What actually happens is this incredible, beautiful thing going on in somebody's mind this brainchild that they want to bring into existence. And through careful thought, planning, preparation, they're able to enact it right? and, and realize it. And you've been able to do that in your life. What's, the, what's one piece of advice you feel like is more important than anything else for somebody to understand? Um, everything I feel like stems internally and you project externally. So like you just said, every single thing that you want to create in your own reality, you got to be able to think it, feel it, plan it and then execute. And so, like you said, you know, anything, this goes for anything that you want, literally, you know, defining the spouse that you want in this life stems internally and then being able to go out there and find that person. But even in business or anything that you want to build, it's like the number one most important thing is get super clear on what it is that you want to build. It all starts with clarity. Like, if you're clear and you're, you know, hell bent on building something, I feel like you're unstoppable. Um, and for me, it's just literally been the power of a paper and a pen every single day. It's, it's literally just journaling, you know, my thoughts onto a paper and being able to see it, visualize it, plan it. It literally changed my life. You know, I have a thought, I write it down, I think on it, I meditate on it. I literally like, you know, you we're taught in, in math, you solve algebra problems and whatnot, but in the real world, what you're doing is there's a thing is there's a thing in your head of build something, but you don't know how to build it because you're not taking action to bring that thing to life. So by you journaling it down, by you asking yourself the right questions, and like you said, thinking from all different angles on how to create this thing into reality, uh, the power of writing things down is, is crazy. So I always, you know, write down my thoughts and just expand on them, figure out, 
you know, how to solve a certain problem. And then what I do is I set the plan in action, you know, all right, I need these three things to happen in order for this to, to manifest essentially. And I write down what those three things are, schedule them into my calendar. And then all you got to do is just show up. So it's literally that journey from taking a thought to reality but if you just walk it through, it's going to happen. Most people just think it and then they think like you have to get lucky for something to happen. Like, no, you literally need to pull that thought out of your brain into this world and just hold its hand until it becomes a reality. Dude, that could have been said uh, like the most eloquent way I've ever heard so far. That was so good. That was really, really good. I loved that. I, man, I'm so grateful for what you were just willing to help other people right on, on the show who are listening, understand, because that's what, what was just shared by Akram is insanely important. And people will laugh when they hear this for those that have listened to the show for a while. Like it's every single person, like every person that I've had on this show who's experienced any level of success says the exact same thing in a different way. And it's, just get clear, right, about what it is that you want. Super, super important. So I want to ask you, it sounds like, uh, you know, journaling has been important in, in creating this clarity, because maybe to piggyback off what you said, it's important because people will say, if I were to ask somebody, hey, what do you want? What do you want in life? I want to get married. I want to be happy. I want to be successful, right? That's what they'll say. But that's not clear. It's not right? That's like hopping in an airplane and being like, well, on the East coast, being, where do you want to fly? I want to fly to the West coast. Okay. Like, or I want to fly somewhere in the world, right? Yeah. Where, right? Where is that? Where, how do you get the happiness? How do you find the spouse? How do you, you know, create this life that you want for you? It sounds like it's been um, primarily through getting what's been in your mind out on paper. Right. And you're, you're similar to an individual who's who I, I respect big time named Casey Baugh, right? Casey Baugh owns Sandlot Partners and has crushed it, right? Absolutely crushed it. But every single week, every week for 20 years, he's been doing weekly planning. And he can go back and he writes down a week summary every single week from the week, plus some other really cool things. And he can tell you exactly what was going on 10 years ago uh, during week because he's getting everything out, right? And so let me ask you, how, what's your methodology for getting really clear about what you want outside of just the pen and paper? What have you done? Um, one of the best books to read on this is called uh, The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. Um, and it's just the power of thinking time, he calls it. So, uh, you know, there's many different chapters. They're bite sized and each one is geared around solving certain problems in your life. And it asks you some really good questions that you know, I just take certain questions and I literally sit there with a pen and paper um, for just 45 minutes. And sometimes it goes longer, sometimes it's shorter. And I just literally do nothing except head down pen and paper. And I start answering these questions. And that leads me to different questions that will, at the end of the day, it's just getting clear. Like, for example, if I'm like, all right, what's stopping me right now from generating more revenue in my business? All right. That, that's a stepping stone for me to identify the core root problem, you know, what is it? Is it sales? Is it outreach? Is it marketing? Is it branding? Is it, do I have all the right assets in place to bring on more clients? Do I, is it my staff not delivering properly? Like what, what is it? And so, you know, you have to really just dive deeper and ask yourself certain questions 
you know, you could do this many different ways. Some people might think you're crazy, but I've literally sat there and talked to myself sometimes. If I don't have a journal and I have a, you know, really deep thought that I try to figure out, it's not weird to sit there and talk to yourself out loud, like literally have a conversation with yourself. <laughs> and um, Yeah, I mean, I was one time in a, in a salt cave up here in American Fork and someone walks in, I was in the place all alone and I'm literally sitting there having a conversation with myself and someone thought I'm like crazy, <laughs> losing my mind. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, man, I'm just talking to myself. Is that weird? Dude, I love this. Uh, I think that's really, really cool. Um, I wrote that book down, The Road, the road Less uh, Stupid by Keith Cunningham. I'm going to pick that up ASAP. 100%. I love that, man. Thank you for explaining that, how to get clear uh, in what it is that you want in life. That's very, very meaningful. Um, I think, man, I, I'm going to ask you one last question. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed having you here, Akram. This has been very meaningful. And I know um, those that have been able to listen to this show have been able to glean a whole lot from what you've been able to teach and from your experiences. Uh, what what would you say, you know, if, if you could choose three things for people to focus on in their lives to be able to get what they want, right? Three things, because sometimes we we experience overwhelm, don't we, in life, right? Like we try to focus on all of this stuff and it makes us feel um, a little bit discouraged, right? Some people feel like, oh man, this is a lot. I don't know if I could ever do it. But in order to catapult somebody into success, what are the three things you feel like are most necessary for people to focus on? Um, I mean, first and foremost, you're going to hear this over and over and over from anyone who's successful, anyone you talk to, they're going to start with mindset. And, you know, the ego will play tricks on you and tell you, uh, you know, that's lame. I don't, I don't need to work on mindset. Or There's a difference between motivational stuff that you hear on YouTube and like literal, you know, improving your mindset, discipline, building the right character learning how to think, learning how to actually use your brain in a smarter way and leverage that. Uh, so it all starts with mindset, because like I said, if you can't figure it out in here, you can never project it into your reality outside of your body. Um, second thing I would say, which, you know, wasn't the route that I really went. And if I could go back and do it this way, maybe I would have. But I would probably actually recommend, you know, getting a job under someone or somewhere that it is in that career that you want to go down. So, for example, like, you know, let's say I was in marketing, I would have probably accelerated my lessons or my path to success if I had gone and gotten a job in marketing under some really high level person, because all you're trying to do is surround yourself to exposure. You know, the best way to learn is actually doing the thing. Um, you could go read books, you could go take courses, but until you're actually doing the thing, um, it's going to be a lot harder. And so for me, you know, my path was, I took a bunch of courses, took a bunch of lessons, read a lot of books and I had to implement and, uh, learn things the hard way. So, you know, my agency had ups and downs. It had some clients who I could deliver for at first, some who I couldn't deliver for at first. And, had I just went and, you know, learned from someone who was doing it for a long time, probably would have accelerated my path. So that's number two. Number three is really just continuously evolving as a person, as a leader, as a, you know, business leader. 
Um, just because, you know, you'll hear this over and over, you have to be investing in yourself, in your education. You know, I, I call this the, the life, the journey of life is essentially a never ending school. So I always say I'm in earth school to anyone who asks where do you go to school? I'm like, I'm still in earth school. Um, the reason I say that is like, you're constantly learning. You've got to constantly be reading. You got to constantly be watching courses, investing in mentorships, joining communities where you're constantly leveling up because the person right next to you is probably doing that. And if you stop learning, you're just going to start dying. So um, yeah, that's really it. Just continue reading, continue learning and just get exposure to what it is that you want to do. Dude, that is exceptional advice, man. I appreciate that so much. And I love the idea. Like I'm, I'm going to earth school. <laughs> I think that's great, man. I appreciate you so much. Thank you very, very much for being on the show today. I hope individuals that have been listening have taken some meaningful notes from what you've been willing to share with us. It's been insightful and impactful. I know you're changing the world, my friend. And so thanks for all of the good that you're doing. I, I look forward to you know, following along and seeing everything that you're able to accomplish. I know you're going to continue doing some amazing things throughout your life, uh, but really, really appreciate you being here, Akram. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, Roger. You're, you're welcome, my friend. We'll have to catch up again in the future. For sure.